This week on Inside Motorsport, we continue our chat with Bruin Beasley on his success with Erebus in 2017. I hope you'll stay with us. winning Bathurst this year we, we haven't talked about your supercar uh, role you know look it was I suppose a bit of unfinished business for me you know I've won races in every category I've been involved in now um, whether it be here or, or overseas and I thought it'd be an amazing moment but when when it happens you think oh it's another race win how pretty that's pretty cool and you work so late and then you know everyone puts such an effort in you are only a tiny part of it and it's pretty cool now. I think it's one of those things over Christmas when we sit back and maybe get to watch the race a bit and we might sink in a bit more. So, you know, it was part of that. It was pretty good. Two things, though, was that Penrite took a, a very big commercial interest in the event as well as having an interest in your cars. Yeah. And 3M, they had Chip Foose there. They did a, a big activation as well, which obviously means as the commercial man in the team, you were probably doing more work than never. Yeah, look, I mean, Penrod are very good. They do a lot of their own activations and they're, they're very proactive. So for us to have them on board, not only as a sponsor, but as a, as a commercial partner, it's fantastic. They're, you know, they, they love it. They're right into it, you know. And for them, having actual the partnership for that event and us winning the race is just a, it's a bonus for everybody. You know, you, you couldn't have written a better script, really. I guess, uh, what does next year look like on the back of a Bathurst win? Does it make it easier to start conversations? Does it make any difference at all? Look, it, it does make it easier. Um, we've definitely had some interest, but it's it's not it's not a it's not a silver bullet. That's for sure. Um, you know, you're, you're only as good as your last race, and commercially, it's hard. You know, it's really hard to find money. And, and a Bathurst winner doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get someone knock on the door and offer you a couple of million dollars. The fact that the team actually went and built the car at one. And the fact that you know the only supplied unit was the engine from Walkinshaws, um, they must be very pleased to have won a Bathurst, even though they didn't have one of their cars up there. But it must be very pleasing for the team. You know, you assisted Barry in putting together the structure to take the biggest race of the year. Yeah, look, Barry's very driven and he's very good at what he does, and he's done an amazing job to get a group of people together. And you know, people say, "Oh, we're, we're underdogs," or we're we're a small little team and we are but the reality is everyone in that team has won races or multiple races in something you know there's a lot of guys in pit lane who have worked a supercar team the whole life and never won a race you know we've won between us as a, as a collective group thousands of races it's no different you know the basics are the same you've got to get good people good structure good preparation good driver and do the same thing as you always do you know it's no different to winning a race in anything to win a race in any competitive category, you've just got to have your stuff together. There's one big change coming for the team next year in that Dale Wood is uh, leaving the team and Anton Di Pasquale, who has presented extremely well this year in the development series in D2. Um, apart from that, are there any other changes, fundamental changes happening? Um, we've got two new cars being built. Well, yep. we're building two new cars, um, going to the new shape. But other than that, it'll be status quo. You know, new driver, two new cars, 
no. <laughs> not much going on really. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Brewer and Beasley. I personally look forward to uh, probably being in Toyota Series next year, making my debut there. That'd be good. But I certainly look forward to seeing the success, continued success of MTech taking on from Trevor's and Bruins uh, endeavours in years past over in New Zealand. Enjoy oh. your Christmas. Thank you, and um, we'll be looking forward to see you over there, and hopefully some we get some more people from here to come over and actually understand what goes on over there, because it's just uh, it's a world-class category. It's the closest thing to being in Europe without being there. How much is Australia missing by not having a top-level open-wheeler series? Oh, look, I think it's very important. I mean, the Formula One process is very awkward and very hard and very expensive. You know, people fundamentally don't understand what it actually costs and how the processes work. Um, but I think, you know, if it was done properly here, it would definitely be a benefit. You know, there's plenty of kids all around the world, Australians, who are doing stuff and trying to do stuff who are bypassed here because there's not the infrastructure or the structure or the path or the information to do it right. It is a very much of a case of you pretty much have to jump from carts Australia to carts Europe. The steps are just completely out of whack. Yeah, look, I mean, if you look at what goes on with the TRS program, you've got kids who, you know, they do world-class karting, they do a little bit of stuff in Europe, um, and then they do TRS, and it's out of... You know, it's not in the limelight, and then they go back to Europe and they hit the ground running. You know, uh, there's, a, there's a young kid who's done some pretty good stuff in Europe last year or so. When, when he spoke first spoke to me a few years ago, I said the best thing you can do is stay in Europe. You know, he'd been doing karting at a high level. Stay there. You understand that you get to know the culture, the people, the teams, the series. Do F4 over there. Come and do TRS. Do something else. Renault Eurocup. Come and do TRS. You know, that's the process. That's the right way to go about it. You know, and there's a few people doing that now. And how hard would it be to have February or March a five-week program in this country? Not, maybe not TRS, but a similar system with cars that are matched to the market. Look, I think we, it's difficult here where we have great distances between events. New Zealand's, you, you know, you can go between the top and the bottom island quite easily and they've got a lot of tracks and a lot of good tracks and they've got a lot of heritage and people understand open wheel racing. I mean, you don't get a million people spectators, but the culture's there. Um, it'd be difficult here and you'd have to jump it off the back of stuff, but, you know, you could definitely do Clipsal, the Grand Prix. You could actually put a program together. You could actually do it. And you might even get a, a bit of spillage from the New Zealand process. Um, but it has to be relevant, you know, and it's got to be relevant to a career path. Um, and what works in New Zealand is it's, it's the off-season. So they can utilise it, make the most of it, and then go back to Europe. Um, during the year here, you know, it's spread over eight months or nine months, which is fantastic, and it gives you time to regroup and get your money together in bits and pieces. But um, you're not in the car enough, you know, and that's the thing in Europe. When people get there, they don't understand that these kids are in the car every week. You know, that's the process. Yeah, thank you. Pleasure. And the Toyota's racing series is underway. Last weekend it kicked off and Marcus Armstrong won the Lady Wiggum Trophy. The 17-year-old led from start to finish. Marcus Armstrong won the Formula 4 title in Italy last year and in a scorching race day with track temperatures reaching 33 degrees in New Zealand. Armstrong now heads to Teratonga in Invercargill for the second round of the series with a 16-point lead. For Brewer Beasley's M-Tech Motorsports team, Taylor Cockerton, 
finished up in 7th place after the first round with 125 points. And his teammate, Charles Malsey, is just ahead of him on 127 points in 6th place in the championship. Each week, find out what the men behind the V8 news know and what the drivers and teams are going to do next. It's interviews and opinions on Inside Supercars. Well, they don't call it 200Ks. They call it a, you know, a 200 race, don't they? Isn't that how it works? Perth 400 doesn't necessarily have to add up to 400Ks. Tune in for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. Supercar news hasn't stopped and you would have heard Bruin Beasley talking about Erebus getting ready for the start of the 2018 season with two new cars. Well, it is being reported that there are some delays on the brand new ZB body configuration that is being built primarily by 888 Race Engineering. And it seems that there has been some delays in the manufacturing that will see some teams running a bit behind in their conversion to the brand new Commodore design. That's all for this week on Inside Motorsport. Next week we speak to Lachlan Mansell about 2017's Formula One season and what to expect in 2018. Till next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.